0: Welcome to It's Just My Thoughts, the podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts. I'm your host, Mika Reeves, and let's get into this week's episode. So this week, I wanted to start with a little black excellence. Um, my black Black excellence of the week goes to Oprah as she announced her partnership with Apple and is launching the world's biggest book club. Um, her first book selection was Ta-Nehisi Coates, The Water Dancer. Um, I'm actually really excited to start this book. I picked it up last week, um, in the past when I, when it was times that I was looking for something to read, um, or something new, I would always check Oprah's book list. I'm usually at Barnes and Noble and so, um, and make my selections. So I've always used, um, Oprah's book list, uh, most times, um, also with, um, Oprah's Apple deal. She's doing two documentaries. Uh, One for their, um, I think it's going to be on their streaming service because Apple just announced their streaming service. Um, One is called Toxic Labor, which looks at the effects of sexual harassment in the workplace. And there's also one that's untitled so far, but it's a multi-part documentary about um, mental health. Uh, Also with the book club, she will stream interviews with the authors um, of her book selections um, every month. So that's pretty exciting. I'm really excited about that anything with Oprah, um, included, I'm here for So, uh, last week we also saw Billy Porter win outstanding lead actor in a drama. Um, he made history as the first openly gay man to win an Emmy in the category. Uh, Billy plays Pray Tell on Pose. Um, he's actually really phenomenal in the role. I was really happy to see that, um, he won, um, and Pose is one of my favorite shows too. So that made me, uh, really excited. Um, so I talked about this in previous episodes about how excited I was about The Testaments coming out. The Testaments is the sequel to The Hands May Tell. I got my book about two weeks ago. I actually read it while I was on vacation and I finished it. And the book was absolutely um, amazing. I was staying up to like two, you know, two and three in the morning reading the book until I completely finished it. Um, if you haven't read the first book, you really don't have to. Uh, this book starts... 15 years after basically season two of the show season season one and season two is literally, um, is basically the book one. Um, so if you just watched the show, you could actually pick up this book and you could, you could pick, um, you could jump right into it. It's 15 years after those events. Um, Hulu also announced that they're making, um, a movie from the testaments. So I can't wait for it. Uh, I waited, um, a very long time for the sequel i was really sad when it finished but the book was amazing it's probably um besides some of the really great memoirs i've read this year um it's probably in my top five that i've read um i think in, in the past year so and that's saying a lot because i've knocked out a lot of books this year um other news that's been going on that they announced that um the super bowl halftime show is going to be j-lo and uh shakira um I thought it was pretty random, but, um, I said that, um, I was talking about it last night, but I think it'll probably be very entertaining. Probably a lot of high energy, uh, a lot of glitter, a lot of dancing. So, uh, that should be pretty good. Um, I think that was pretty much all the major news of this week. Um, besides, um, them announcing the, um, I guess, starting the inquiry into impeachment. Um, I don't really know where that's going to go. I think right now, so far into the weekend, it's been pretty cold. Um, and also we need to realize too, that that stuff takes time. Uh, so we'll see. Um, I don't really have any major updates with that either. Um, so that was pretty much it for major news. Um, I wanted to move into, uh, the thought of the week. Um, today I wanted to discuss anxiety so, I think we all um fall into the habit of saying, "Oh, you know, girl, that's my anxiety, oh, I got anxiety, you know, and um, I was talking about this yesterday, um uh, which meant would let me to talk about it today um ever since that I've really started to research and um really take consideration you know mental health um I think about times that I feel like for myself that I've been um you know." ignorant in a way um by just the stuff that I would say um as far as like even down to I mean just stuff I would say in general that might have been um you know using a mental health issue as a reference and I never really sat and thought about um people that might actually be dealing with the issue you know and so ever since that um you know this has been become one of like just my many passions with uh researching and reading about it and really diving into some of the issues. Um, I've made it a point to never, um, you know, even in a jokey way, you know, speak about um, mental health, you know, because there are some people out there that really do struggle with some of these issues. And um, and it's, it's serious. And, and one of those, you know, is anxiety. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, we say, oh, you know, I have anxiety. No, no. You know you might not have anxiety, you might be feeling anxious, which is normal, and we all have anxious moments. I have anxious moments all the time, but I don't have anxiety. you know um it's a difference, you know, as far as like being you know clinically diagnosed with anxiety, so that's just something to think about um, I think about that stuff all the time, especially considering like you know in my life, I'm personally affected by it, but we can we're gonna talk about that in a moment, but um, so what is anxiety disorder? Anxiety is defined as a mental health disorder characterized by feelings of worry, anxiety, or fear that are strong enough to interfere with one's daily activities. So I also looked up some different types of anxiety. So you have generalized anxiety disorder. A person feels anxious on most days, worrying about lots of different things for a period of six months or more. You have social anxiety which is specific oh yeah social anxiety specific phobias panic disorder obsessive compulsive disorder and post-traumatic stress disorder um i know for me like i i do sometimes have uh anxiety when it comes to driving or just being in the car um i think it was about seven or eight years ago now maybe nine i'm 35 now so no it might have been 10 i think i was 25 26 um I was driving, I was driving like five something in the morning. I was actually the only one on the road and this car was on the phone and <clears throat> I was T-boned. And when the car had struck me, I didn't see the car coming because she hit me on my passenger side and she just didn't even see me and she just ran right into me. And so with that, I broke like three or four ribs. And ever since then, you know, I've had a fear, you know, a slight fear of, of driving. Like, so when I'm driving, I'm like really, really cautious Um, uh, and so, you know, I always make sure that the person, um, driving, you know, is paying attention to me or, or can see me and all that. And I'm also, it makes me a little more paranoid even when I'm like going out for my runs or going for a walk, just making sure that the person driving can see you. My family makes a constant joke all the time. And I know I get on their nerves because they call me safety patrol because I'm always like, you know, paranoid that something is going to happen in regards to like, you know, just, you know, looking out for traffic. So I always, uh, so with, with that, like, I know, like there's a part of me that has a little anxiety. And if I drive for, um, a long period of time and it's not even like super long, I mean, it's like, um, even if it's like three, four hours and sometimes even two hours, uh, when I get out of the car, I don't realize that I'm actually have been tense the whole time driving. And so my shoulders and my arms and all that will be sore sometimes because I've been driving tense the whole time. Um, I especially hate driving on highways. So I always, I always tell people, I'm like, by the time I think I turn 50, I probably won't be driving anymore. Um, I actually really do believe that I probably won't be driving anymore. Um, cause that's how much it really does give me like angst. And then everybody hates riding with me, like and l- me letting them drive and riding with me because I'm usually in a passenger seat, pressing the brake or, you know, holding on to things. And, um, and it doesn't really seem like it's getting any better. It seems like over time. Um, just with life is probably getting worse. Um, so that's like my minor thing, but that was pro that was from something that happened to me that caused the anxiety. Um, and, uh, so I try to just kind of be relaxed and play, uh, you know, light music or stuff like that. Like when I'm going longer distances or I play a podcast or something just to kind of get my mind off, you know, um, you know what I'm doing as far as the driving, um, You also see sometimes when people come back from like the military, uh, they'll have like PTSD. You usually see that the most, um, those cases. Um, so also, um, some signs and symptoms of anxiety is feeling nervous, restless, tense, um, having a sense of impeding danger, panic, or doom, having an increased heart rate, rapid breathing, sweating, trembling, feeling weak or tired trouble concentrating or thinking about anything other than the present worry. So for me, like I, um, I think I finally, I, for the first time, like I put, um, I guess a word to, um, what anxiety was, um, you know, in my present relationship, um, anxiety is actually what led us to therapy. And obviously at the time we didn't know that that's what the issue was but one of our main issues was that um I had noticed probably after the first year and a half two years of dating um because you know at the beginning you know you don't really see everything and we didn't live together and so you didn't really I didn't really see some things like it was some things I might have saw but then I thought you know you kind of dismiss them like oh you know they're having a bad day or oh you know there's that's nothing And then when we started like really being around each other more and eventually, you know, living together, um, well, basically like we're living together, we weren't living together yet, but we were, we were together like we was, um, I started seeing, you know, um, even more issues and down to, um, sometimes she would be, um, panicked and, uh, shaking, um, you know, I've never, I've never really seen somebody have like a full blown panic attack where they're like curled up in the floor, you know, can't breathe. And, and, um, and that's what led me to be like, you know, me and you aren't working like this. And also I think that there's something wrong to where, you know, I want us to go figure it out because I personally didn't know, um, what was wrong and I didn't never hear about, you know, anxiety before, um to really even say what was wrong. And what's funny is, what's not funny, but what's interesting is we talk about it now. Um, before we went into therapy, um, they had actually had a procedure done, um, due to like heart palpitations. And they were saying that they think that it was something like her heart wasn't wired, you know, well, to where it was making her have palpitations and, you know, and so she ended up getting surgery and and getting it fixed, even though like her heart still races. And, you know, honestly, what I really think, I think she really didn't even need the surgery. I think that it was due to her having anxiety. And that's why she was like, her heart was racing the way it was. And, you know, it was hard for her to, um, to calm down. So that led us to going to therapy. So we, and, and the thing is, um, and I said that in earlier, um, episodes, um, you know, she definitely didn't want to go. And, um, you know, and also she's a little bit older than I am. And so, you know, it's just that generation, like I said, of, uh, you know, not wanting to, um, you know, it's not like mental, mental issues and stuff like that. Wasn't things that you really discussed. Therapy wasn't something that you really discussed and definitely sharing your business with other people wasn't something that you usually did. And so, you know, going into therapy was a foreign thing, but I just felt in my gut that, we needed to go and that she, and that she needed to go. So first it started as just us going together to talk about, um, our issues, but I knew that there was something wrong. And so then that led to her doing her own individual work as well as I do my own individual work. So she, um, she has her own sessions. I have my own sessions and then we have sessions together. And to be honest with you, um, you know, now we're, we're past, you know, Um, the five-year mark, you know, going, I guess this next year, be going into six years. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, uh, if we didn't go into therapy and we didn't seek the help, um, we definitely wouldn't still be together. Um, you know, when we started therapy, that's when we found out that she has she was diagnosed with anxiety and, um, OCD and, uh you know, and, and once we learned that it started making more sense, but I think also like we both had to understand like, what did that mean? Because a lot of times we loosely say, oh, I have anxiety. I have anxiety. And, but we never really taken consider consideration, like what exactly does that mean? And so, um, you know, I think what has helped the relationship is that we had to get, um, well, both, and especially me, like, I am like a math scientist when it comes to this stuff. And like, I read about it all the time, um, because, you know, I wanted my relationship and at the same time, like I wanted to, um, you know, I wanted to understand, um, what was going on. And a lot of times, like, you know, when you date someone that, you know, is experiencing, um, some kind of, you know, um, uh, uh, disorder of a sense or, you know, um mental health issue of some form, whether it's depression, anxiety, whatever it might be. Um, I think the worst thing is to try to act like you know, you know, what they're going through. Like I can't honestly say that I do know, you know, and I don't and I don't pretend to act like I know, you know, because I don't know. And I think it's unfair to act like you know, you know, but I think it's important to in my case, and I can only speak for me and what I believe um, I think what made what made the situation better or relationship better is when I kind of like humanized her from the standpoint of like I'm you know most days you know like now it's a it's a lot better from at the beginning, but at the beginning, like I was embarrassed with sometimes you know my treatment of her because I didn't really understand, and I didn't really understand like what they were experiencing, nor did I try to understand. So, you know, if you, like sometimes, you know, I would be tired, you know, at the work. And I think, you know, at that point I was still like getting my master's degree. And so sometimes you're just tired and then, you know, you're kind of like dealing with someone and like, you know, in the end, then and they, and, you know, in her case she had anxiety. And so like, I did not know at the time, like what exactly was going on. So I would be frustrated and I'm like, you know, you know, and I probably wasn't always nice you know, I am like, you know, you can get your shit together, you know, because I didn't know what was wrong. And, you know, it was, you know, it was frustrating. The whole thing was frustrating. And that's something that I had to, one, I had to apologize for, you know, now, but two, I had to, um, I had to really work on it and out, but I also did the research. Like I looked it up and I read like, you know, what, you know, what triggers things, um, some of the behaviors, you know, um, and I will say even with my, in my partner's case, like they actually do the work. I don't think it would, I don't think we would have worked if they, um, didn't do the work, you know, if they weren't trying to work on themselves as well, or, you know, with us having conversations. See, at the beginning, when we started therapy, um, they were really embarrassed with the fact that they, that they, um, they were told that they had anxiety or whatever. And I never found it to be embarrassing. I more so was relieved to know that, You know, there was a name to what was what you know she was experiencing. It was something that we can kind of it was like building blocks on things that we could work on. You know, so I was actually happy when you know they actually said like this is what this is and this is what you're experiencing because at least now you can sense you can sit and say, okay, like we have groundworks of what's going on and now we kind of know what we can do. You know, to try to fix things or get things you know back under control because you know basically you know their whole life they went without um you know any kind of help um towards it and i know it had to be um difficult i mean it was days that um you know when they got overwhelmed she would start she would start shaking you know um heavy breathing you know sometimes it was only a few times that i've seen her like curled on the floor where i thought that i was going to have to you know call an ambulance i wasn't really sure and um and it was scary. It was really scary for me. And I never, I never experienced that before. I've never, you know, um, I've never dated anybody with, you know, true anxiety. And so I never knew what it was like. And also, um, with the OCD, I mean, that's a whole nother belly of the beast. Um, because I think we use that loosely too, saying, Oh yeah, the, you know, they're OCD. Like, no, like she's truly OCD. And, um, so when we started living together, I know I get on our nerves all the time and I tell it all the time and so basically what we've done um uh, to kind of make things easier for both people um you know they're really particular with cleaning and you know and and it goes into detail with it and um and I mean I think I'm pretty clean but you know they're probably super clean and so you know even in that case um you know that's pretty much what their role is in the house and so because I think even with that like it would it would annoy me that i would sit and put my time and energy in the cleaning up and then you have somebody come right behind you and re-clean it so now like you know that's their thing and if it's something i can help with i help but for the most part like you know if they like it a particular way i'm fine with whatever way that they like it and um, that's where i kind of take the back seat and you know if if you know she wants it a certain way or or things to look a certain way I'm pretty easy with that. And so I'm like, okay, whatever way you want it. And that's how we make it work. Um, and, and every situation is different, but you know, I, um, I think with this experience and me dating someone with anxiety, um, it's really made me, you know, grow as far as just my maturity level towards any kind of disorder of some kind, because, um, I wasn't always the best partner, And I wasn't always, you know, um, the best person to date in situations like this, especially when I was ignorant to what they might have been experiencing. And so now we're able to have, you know, conversation about it. And it's not always perfect all the time. But for the most part, like, you know, I'm able to sit and recognize and be like, okay, you know, you're having a moment, you know, you need to chill out or literally, you know, be like, you know, chill out you know, where they understand like, okay, maybe, um, maybe I'm getting myself worked up here. Maybe I need to scale back and see in the past, we were never able to have conversations like that. And also, you know, um, like I said before, like she was very embarrassed by it. And so it would cause a lot of argument because we, you know, we, it's like this big elephant in the room that, um, and it was silly that, you know, um, that she felt like she couldn't talk, talk to me about it or talk to anybody about it. And, um, I hope one day I can get her on this podcast and we um, actually talk about it together because I think that so many people are experiencing anxiety or depression and they're embarrassed thinking that they're the only ones. But you're not the only ones. And there's so many people that deal with these things and that are functional and successful. And she's very successful and she's, you know, very beautiful. And so you would never even know. And I think it's important for people to share their stories and to share the things that they're experiencing because you know like I stated it could be somebody else out there going through the same exact thing that you actually talking about your story or sharing your journey might actually inspire them to seek help because a lot of times you can't we can't fix ourselves as much as we think that we can like everything some things just beyond our control you know even if it's like you know literally I'll go to therapy and I'll vent for an hour, you know, and there's there's nothing wrong with me, but just going to have that safe space where you can vent um you know about your situation, you know sometimes that's that's needed to get things off your chest, so I hope one day that uh you know they decide to hop on here with me and um and you know share um you know their journey uh because you know it's amazing, and the work that's um you know, that they've taken place, um, in their life, you know, as far as like just trying to be better and just trying to, you know, have a clear mind. Um, you know, I think it's amazing and I think it's beautiful and I think it's something worth, um, sharing more often because there's so many people I'm telling you, I mean, I'd be sitting talking to my mom and I think my mom has anxiety for sure, you know, and she'll probably never go and talk to anybody ever, you know, and, you know, and I'd be looking at her and you can just see that, you know, sometimes like she's just racing, like, I mean, all over the place, jumping from one thing to another. And I'm like, girl, like, you know, um, but I know that therapy is something that she would never do. And so, and, uh, there's a lot of people that I talk to, um, on an everyday basis that I can clearly, look, I can clearly look at them and, and I can see that they have anxiety because you'll be surprised how many people are walking around with anxiety. And, um, like, and, and not just where you're getting anxious, like, no, like you literally have anxiety, Like, I, I at this point from being around it so long, like, I feel like I can pretty much tell you that you do because you can just, you can just tell, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's been probably one of the most humbling experiences for me. Um, it's probably, this has probably been one of the most difficult experiences for me, to be honest. Um, I definitely had to mature. Um, and that's why I think it's become you know one of my passions because when you when you truly truly love somebody, like I would never um you know turn my back on them like I felt you know even when I kept saying at the beginning like you know we need we need to go talk to someone, we need to go talk to someone like I felt like something was wrong, I would never just sit and um you know just dump dump her off and say,' well, that's your issue, you know it's it's our issue that, you know, we're dealing with, you know, as a family, because it's not just her affected; it's all of us affected, you know, we have kids. And so the kids are affected, I'm affected. And, um, and so, you know, if she's not right, you know, um, emotionally, you know, physically, mentally, you know, then none of us is right. And so, um, you know, it's very, very um, important to me that, that that is on point, you know, as far as like our mental health, and it's something that I actually stress. So I'm always going to be thankful that, you know, we started our therapy journey and that she started her journey and that she continued to work in. And that's how we've pretty much, you know, for the most part made our relationship work. Um, it's because, you know, she started doing the initial work, um, just with, you know, um, with both of our mental health. But I also had to, uh, work on myself because, um, I think for some periods in there and some moments I lacked patience. I lack understanding, um, I lack compassion, and I lack sensitivity, you know, because I did not understand the gravity of anxiety, really, truly, and how it can be, and how your mind can race all day, and you just be, you know, broke down tired by the time you get home. You know, I, I didn't understand it, and so I would be, you know, upset, and um, so what I want you to take away from my um, thought of the week this week is, you know, you know, if someone's talking to you or, you know, they're telling you they're having panic attacks or you see them visibly shaking or any of the symptoms that I said the day, like, you know, definitely encourage them to get that looked at. And then too, like, you know, if you do know someone that are experiencing, you know, anxiety, depression, try to find compassion. You know, um, I actually have a few of my friends that have, um, depression. One of my good friends, um, have like severe depression where, you know, They can barely leave the house and barely take a shower. And like when they fall into their funk and they can, you know, it's really scary. And I always just try to find compassion and, you know, either go by there, like go by their house, call, you know, it's just little things that you can do. And it's not and it's not saying that you have to fully understand everything they're experiencing. But if you have compassion for a person and you love a person, you know, just being there in general, even if it's when they when they're ready to talk to you. You know, and not overly pressuring, overly pressuring the situation. So, um, so I wanted to leave you with that today. And and I always say this all the time, but you know, check on your village. And that's something as simple as a phone call, a text message, you know, um, anything, you know, and uh, just see how people are doing. And you know, sometimes ask questions. You know, I ask questions all the time. You know, uh, one of my good friends, you know, a few of my good friends, they work in like. The mental health fields and all that and I always ask like what do you do for your mental health to decompress from your stressful last day you know because I want to know like what do you do like what can you possibly do to bring yourself down because they deal with some really heavy stuff you know some of my sorority sisters are social workers and so we always have those conversations where I always have them with them where I want to know like what do they do for themselves and just making sure they know that like you know you know, you got to have, make sure you have outlets, make sure that, um, you know, you talk to someone, we've all been kind of doing a better job of like getting out the house and like having more dinner dates with each other and just decompressing in that way. Like, you know, having girl sessions. And so those are things that I always just suggest to people, you know, especially if you feel overwhelmed, let don't forget about self-care and don't forget about yourself and check on others and just see if, you know, people around you are doing well as well. Cause you know, people deal with things like this every day and you can look at somebody every single day and you'll never know what they're, what they're dealing with on an everyday basis. You know, when I first met my partner, I would have never known that they, you know, had anxiety and OCD and would get depressed sometimes like, cause you, cause you don't see it outside looking in and you would never know, you know? And, um, and so I wanted to share this today. You know, I got, I had to get permission first, but I wanted to share this today because, um, you know, it's real, you know, what people, deal with on an everyday basis. So it's not something to, um, you know, take lightly. So check on your village. And, um, but, uh, that was pretty much it for my thought of the week this week. Um, that was pretty much it for this episode, but like always, I thank you so much for, you know, listening to me and reaching out to me and all the kind words that always get. Don't forget to check out my, um, social medias. Uh, my Instagram is at, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. Um, My Twitter, uh, which I'm on frequently is IJMT podcast Um, It's at IJMT podcast. And you can also find this streaming on SoundCloud, um, Spotify and Apple um, podcast. So I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.